Welcome to Silent Symptoms, a black mental health podcast. I am your host, Katasso Fridge, a Florida-based therapist. This podcast focuses on mental health, stigmas, and social injustices that affect the black community. This podcast was created to bring awareness about mental health and can be used as an educational guide, but this is not to be used as a replacement for seeking help from a therapist. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hello, welcome to Silent Symptoms, a Black Mental Health Podcast. I know, I know, you guys have not seen me in over a year, not even heard from me. So I would like to start off by saying, welcome to Season 2 of Silent Symptoms, of Black Mental Health Podcast. I had to take some time to kind of step away from the podcast because honestly, it was getting to be a little bit too much and not the podcast itself, but life. I was getting spread too thin. I was working a couple of jobs, which I still am, but I have scaled back. Um, I own a private practice. I work for a hospital. I also work for another hospital contingent. So I'm doing a whole lot of things and I'm also an author. So I have been spending time trying to write my ebook and collaborating with my guess what? My husband. So within the last year since we haven't spoken, I've actually got engaged and married. So there's been a lot going on that you guys have missed out on. I know that we were all in a situation. As you guys know, we were in a global pandemic. So I know that a lot of us struggled through it. You know, a lot of people lost a lot of loved ones, um, were displaced, or life just wasn't looking good. But on the other side, there are a lot of people that have had a good year. So we don't want to leave them out. So they've experienced amazing things and allowed themselves the opportunity to flip everything and come out better on the other side. So to both sides, I really, really missed you guys. I really did. And, you know, I love this podcast. I really do because I'm passionate about what I do as a therapist. I really have to, you know, always give you guys the best of me. And if I'm not, you know, giving the correct type of time to the podcast, there's no point in me doing it. And that's how I felt. I don't want to push out content that's not going to be valuable to you or conversations that won't really be helpful for where I'm trying to take the podcast and where I'm trying to take you guys. So now, a year later, we are on season two. And I would like to say Thank you, thank you, thank you so much to all of you guys that have continued to listen to my podcast on all platforms. You have brought the podcast to more than 13,000 listens in the last year alone. Even when I wasn't even posting, people were listening, supporting me. I really do appreciate you. So I just want to start by saying, I want to reflect back over the past year. I want you guys to really think about what you've been going through over the last year. There've been a lot of people that have been experiencing losses. A lot of people are actually grieving and in my private practice, I've been dealing with people that deal with grief. Number one, grief 
takes time. Grief is not a process that's overnight. Grief is kind of random. So it's never one way. I know that we have the stages of grief that we follow as therapists or as whatever, as clinicians, whatever you want to call it. But I want people to understand outside of, you know, being a professional, grief takes different turns. One day you're accepting of what has happened. The next day you're just confused, you're angry. And the other day you just don't know what you're doing. You're just pushing through. And I always encourage people live for the next 24 hours, especially in grief. Because when you try to constantly push yourself to get up or constantly saying, oh, I need to change my life, I need to get up, or I want to lay down and never get back up. Those are two extremes that are really not conducive to you growing as an individual and, you know, coping with the grief. I say there should be a healthy balance between grieving and trying to find a place where you can move forward. This means that like on the days that you're feeling really down and depressed, reflect in that, sit in that depression sometimes, you know, understand that you're grieving. And then on the flip side, also, if it's continuous, if you're always depressed and down, don't want to get up, feel like, you know, you're not interested in doing things that you used to do, you are constantly, you know, upset, crying, can't keep a job, you know, your life looks different. It means that it's time for you to see someone. You need to see a therapist. And in that, I always encourage you, like, if you've been feeling this way for like a a consecutive amount of days, just get up and do your basic hygiene, whether it's brushing your teeth, brushing your hair, taking a shower. A lot of times the hardest part is actually getting out of bed. Get out of your bed at least once out of three days because once you get stuck and a lot of my patients describe it as this black hole it's really hard to climb out of you have to give yourself space for grief and on the other side give yourself space for that depression but overall the whole goal is to learn how to cope because life is not going to be the same when you're grieving the loss of a loved one the loss of a job that was really important to you the loss of a house Those are like really traumatic situations. And I know that during the global pandemic, everyone experienced that. Well, a lot of people have. And it's very important to seek that support. Find your friends. Who is there for you? Who can you count on? You know, who can you call? But I also say before you call a friend or a family member, ask them, are you in the mental space to listen right now? Because we don't know what somebody is going through. So we have to allow them the ability to say, I can listen to you right now or I can't. And we have to understand that it's okay for them not to feel comfortable to listen to us when we are in grief. Because we don't know what that may do to them. So also providing grace to a lot of people. But most of the time, people are available to talk to you. Now, if you're so grief-stricken that things in your life aren't going as they should, aka lost a job, 
not having interest in doing things, isolating yourself from family members, having suicidal thoughts, please seek help from a therapist, a licensed therapist, so that they can provide you with the tools that you need in order for you to be able to move forward. Now, let's talk about normalizing therapy. And the whole reason I started this entire podcast because I saw that in the Black community, we do not normalize therapy. We're at the point where people are starting to talk about it. I see a lot on social media where people say normalize therapy. Let's talk about going to a therapist. So yes, in doing all of those things, just remember that when you sign up to be with a therapist, it's a journey. It's not overnight. It's not something that's going to transform your life and they're going to give you all the answers. Sometimes I have patients that come into my private practice and say, okay, I'm here. This is the first step. And I congratulate everyone that takes that leap to even pick up the phone and call a therapist to have a conversation. But please understand that just because you you dumped your entire life in one day, the solution is going to come in one day. It doesn't work like that. So what happens is it is a transitional period. Every session, we just peel the layers back peel the layers back to kind of find out what is the source of this whatever issue that you're experiencing in your life that brought you to therapy. Because once we get to the bottom of that, we kind of get an understanding of how we can move forward. Some people are in therapy for three months, some for two, some for six months, and some for a year. There's no wand to say how long this person is going to be uh, in therapy. It's just not realistic. So in looking at those things, especially when there's deep trauma involved, when we talk about childhood trauma, and then we talk about teenage trauma, and we talk about adulthood trauma, and all of these things that we have experienced, therapy is not a pill that you just swallow and you're fixed. It's not like going to a doctor and you have a broken foot. They put a cast on you and then you're done. So kind of like the, the same concept, when you get the cast, you have to actually go back for a follow-up. They need to check to make sure everything is going okay. With therapy, the sessions are weekly, bi-weekly, and then probably eventually will be monthly, depending on how your therapist structures. So in normalizing therapy, we have to understand that it's not a one-size-fit-all. And there's a difference between having therapy and having coaching. So um, therapists are, we're, we're held to a standard. You, you have to be licensed, you have to get credentialed, you have to go through all of these things. And there's some coaches that actually, you know, go through the process of being a licensed coach or whatever process that they go through, get certified that they can help patients. Coaches are there to guide you and bring you to to, to the place that you're, that you're going to be. They're more so like a professional friend, in my opinion. And in a therapist, I can't really be your friend. We can talk like that. We could have that relationship and that rapport where you felt comfortable um, talking about, you know, the things that are happening in your life. But, you know, there's certain things that I can't do. For instance, if a client invites me to be 
um, on their podcast. Sometimes I have to decline. Um, if they invite me to a graduation, do a barbecue, exchanging gifts, those are things that I can't do as a therapist because I'm held to a standard. Because sometimes it may seem like to the client that we're having a dual relationship. So we don't want that. And with coaches, because, you know, they're, they don't have certain standards they have to follow that are more strict. And not to say that coaches can do whatever they want, because obviously, if you're a mentoring somebody, you have to have certain boundaries. But we're supposed to, you know, keep that relationship separate where coaches can, you know, go to the graduations and go to the birthday parties if they choose to or exchange gifts or whatever. So you have to choose which direction you want to go. You want to be coached or do you want to have a therapist? Those are the choices that you have to make. And it's very important for you to decide before calling a therapist which way you want to go. We all have different things that we want to, you know, establish. And it's very important to establish those at the beginning. So, and I I know a lot of people during the pandemic were suffering. I mean, literally suffering. There was so much loss in 2020. I can't even begin to even express the sadness there was and you know my caseload was over my head like I had a lot of patience that I had to you know guide through that grief like people were depressed and not even only depressed about losing a loved one but like losing the connection with the outside world whereas you used to go to like a restaurant with your friends you used to be able to go out anytime that you liked and now you can't even go out with your friends the clubs are shut down the restaurants are shut down or now it's takeout it really depended on where you were going and I want you guys to understand that I am there with you guys. I totally understand the amount of, you know, changes that everyone had to go through in 2020. And I want you to to, to understand that if you are at the point in your life where you know that there are issues that you're dealing with, whether it was the pandemic or other things that are separate, call a therapist. It won't hurt. You could use your insurance you can um, use your EAP at your job. EAPs are like you get a certain amount of free sessions from your job. And then uh, sometimes you could pay with cash. So you get to make that choice. And I want us to go on this journey to, you know, us living our life. And not only are we going to talk about mental health, we're going to talk about things that are bringing us up. We're going to talk about brotherhood. We're going to talk about sisterhood. We're going to talk about black love. We're going to talk about a lot of different things that are going to be able to bring us closer on this podcast and for us to be more fluid and real. And I know that over the last year, people were contacting me about different topics they want me to do. And I'm always open to suggestions. So if you want me to cover a specific topic, topic in your life that has affected you affected someone that you that you love or something that you're surely interested in let me know so that we can establish that relationship and for me to have that episode so you guys 
and I apologize for being MIA for a whole year, but I'm back. I am refreshed. I'm ready to share content with you guys, and I'm ready to take this thing on a whole new journey. You know, I miss this, and I miss you guys, and I want us to normalize therapy, and I want you guys to understand that it's okay to have grief. Grieving is good. The way that you grieve is important and the type of coping skills that you use is important. So let's get season two rolling. So this is the first episode of season two. And on the next episode, I have a surprise for you guys. So be ready and be waiting. I look forward to talking to you guys. And as you guys can see, do you see my hair? Do you see my locks? I'm locked. So I feel like a whole new woman. Life is good and I miss you guys. So I'm sending you guys virtual hugs. So please like, share, and subscribe and follow me at Silent Symptoms Podcast. And I also have an ebook that is coming out about life transitions. You can find that on my website at solacecounselingandconsulting.com. Solace has an S-O-L-A-C-E. CE and consulting.com. You could go over there and purchase the ebook and let me know what you think. So I'll let you guys know once I drop it. I'm thinking about doing it the second or the third week of January. So I will keep you guys posted. I love you guys and thank you for tuning in to Silent Symptoms, a Black Mental Health Podcast. See ya. Thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to like, share, and subscribe to our podcast. You can catch us on Anchor and all your favorite media streams. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Silent Symptoms Podcast. Let us know if you have any feedback or topics that you would like to hear.